Shalom to all. Today's office Bible comment off Kofi Yud Gimel. We are starting about the 12th line with the words Amar of Chizda. And today's office sponsor, Lila Nishmas, Marsh Merim Sarabas, Riyakov Maisha, her Neshama should have an Uliyah. And Lila Nishmas, Riyasifiyant, Ben Rosh Anshal, his Neshama should have an Uliyah. And we continue discussing giving a Hazmana a subpoena to court. So Gemara says, Amar Chizda Chizda tells us, Kevin's man Shane Vichamish Vishani, Zimna Vizimna Basar Zimna. We set a time for a person to come on Monday, Thursday, Monday, and this means a time and another time and another time. In other words, the Bezim will send a message to the person to come on Monday. And if he doesn't come, they send another message to come on Thursday. And if he still doesn't come, they send the message to come the next Monday. And if the person doesn't come that last day, Ulamachar, so the next day, Kasvinon, we're going to write a psicha against him, which is excommunication because he didn't listen to Bezdin. Now, if you about this, Ravasi Ikleber of Kahana, Ravasi visited the base measure of Kahana, Chazahi Yitzhak, the Asman Aladino Panya, he saw there was a woman who was ordered to come to court in the evening, Ubatafran already the next morning, Sivala Psicha, they already wrote this psicha against her because she didn't come. So Amalai asked him, Don't you hold the word Chizda just said, Kevin's Manshin that we set three different times a person to come. In other words, they have three chances, and this woman only got one chance. So Amalei told him, let's only talk about a man, the honest, sometimes he's an honest and he's not in the town, so he's not able to come. Since a woman is in the town, there's no reason for a woman to go out of town because she doesn't do business. It's only her husband who does business. So if she doesn't come, my red is he, she's considered my red as she's rebelling against court, and that's why she only has one chance and not three chances. And our Rehuda says, We're not going to order a person to come to court during Nisan or Tishrei. That's because Nisan is when the grain harvest is and Tishrei is when the grape harvest is. So people are very busy. So we can't order them to come to court then. Not Erev Yantif or Erev Shabbos because people are very busy preparing for Yantif and Shabbos. But we are allowed to send a person in order to come to court during Nisan that he has to come after Nisan. Or we could send this order during Tishrei that he has to come after Tishrei. However, Erev Shabbos, we're not allowed to send him a letter that he has to come to court after Shabbos. My time, why is that? Because he's busy preparing for Shabbos and he's going to forget that he has to come right after Shabbos. From Nisan till after Nisan or from Tishrei till after Tishrei, he has a lot of time to remember. But from before Shabbos till right after Shabbos, he doesn't have a lot of time to remember, so therefore we're not allowed to send him such a thing. Now, we're not to send the Hazmana to come to Din to the Bnei Kala during the Kala or the Bnei Rigla during the Rigla. What are these times? So Kala is a shear that was given on Shabbos. Everyone would come and listen to this shear. And Rigla is something similar. This was 30 days before Yantif. People would come to shear to listen to the halachas of the Yantif. So during these times, we're not allowed to give a person hazmana to come to Bezdin. That's because people simply are not going to come anymore to this shurim because they're going to say, well, maybe I'm going to be called to Bezdin, so I'm not going to even bother showing up. So therefore, these times are not times that we're allowed to call people to come to Bezdin. And we have a story about this. Can we also come to Rav Nachman when they came to Rav Nachman during these times and they wanted Rav Nachman to order people to come to Bezdin? Amalhui told him, that I gather everyone together for you just so that I could order them to Din because you have the entire against these people. However, it and nowadays, since there's Ramayim, unscrupulous people, so we have to be chayshish that they're going to come to these things because they know that we can't order them to come to Bezin, so then we will tell them they have to come to Bezin at these different times. Now, continue to explain the mission. We said, And again, this is referring to when a person's father stole and then he died. So if it was something that was yesh the son has to pay. Now, when it tells us, It doesn't have to actually be that we're talking about which is always referring to land. Even if the father had stolen a cow, and now the son is using it to plow with it, or the father had stolen a donkey and the son is using the donkey, the son has to return these animals because of the covenant of their father. Because people are going to see them using it and they're going to say, oh, that's a thing their father stole, so it looks bad on their father, so that's why they would have to return it, even though it's not a double shesh by Christ, mamish. Now, by What about if the father had stolen a bed and the son lays on it, but the father had stolen a table and the son eats on it? What's Allah over there? Does the son have to return it? On one hand, people don't see him doing this because it's inside the house. On the other hand, if people do walk inside the house, they're going to say, oh, that's the table that the father 
are stole. So Amalei told him, Ten oid, and literally this Pasuk means, give to a wise man and he'll become even wiser. In other words, let's learn from the previous statement, what Talach would be over here. And just like since in the previous statement, when we're talking about a cow or a donkey, since when people see it, they're going to say, oh, that's the thing the father stole, and that's going to bring dishonor to the father, so the son has to return it. So to over here, if people will come into the house and see him using the table or the bed, that's going to end up bringing dishonor to the father, so therefore the son would have to return it. And also another mission, the Mishnah tells us, in part in, a person's not allowed to take change, which means if a person has a coin or a bill of large denomination, he's not allowed to change it up into coins of smaller denomination from the following. Not from the box of the tax collector or the wallet of the Gabai, who's also a type of tax collector, and that's because these people are suspected of stealing, and therefore what they have in their boxes or in their wallets are considered stolen, so you're not allowed to take change from them because it's stolen. And Ve'inat Lamehem Tzedakah was not get Tzedakah from them either because it's considered stolen. But one is allowed to take from him if he goes to his house or if he finds him in the marketplace and he doesn't have his tax collector's wallet or box with him because then we could assume the money that he has is not stolen. It's only the money that's in his tax collector's wallet or box that's considered stolen. And nothing more is going to discuss this. You could give him a dinner and he'll give you the change, which means you're not allowed to get change for your large bill. If you have 100, you want to get 520s from him, that's not okay. However, if you're paying your tax and you have a $100 bill but you only owe him 50, so then you're allowed to get 50 change because there's no reason why you should have to pay double just because you have to suspect that the money that he's giving you is stolen. Then we analyze the Meshachin, tax collectors, really we have to be that the money they have is stolen. And this is a famous statement which basically means that you have to follow what the government says. The din of the Malchus is a proper din and therefore since the government says you have to pay taxes, so you can't say the money the tax collector has is considered stolen. So taxes are something that you have to pay even though you don't like it and the money is not considered stolen. So he answers, this is talking about a tax collector that doesn't have a set amount. Now what does that mean? So it's very normal for the king or for the government to sell the privilege of collecting taxes to a private individual. And this is something that was aimed like kitzvah. It didn't have a set amount. He would collect this amount from that guy and a different amount from a different guy. If he liked you, he would collect less. If he didn't like you, he would collect more. If he thought you had more money, he would take more from you. And therefore, the money that he has is considered stolen because this is not considered din din. This is not the din of the government. He already paid the government off whatever they wanted. Now he's taking this money and putting it to his own pocket. So that's considered stolen money. And that's why you're not allowed to take money from him. Whereas Rabbiani, Amri, and the Besmej Rabbiani, they said slightly differently. This is talking about a tax collector who stood up on his own. In other words, he decided to collect taxes on his own and he didn't get approval from the government. He must be a strong fellow and he could force you to pay him. And so therefore the money that he has is considered stolen. And the more continues, there are those that taught this on the following. We have a mission that says, A person's not allowed to wear shotness, even though he's wearing shotness on top of 10 different garments. So he's not trying to benefit from the shotness. And the only reason why he's doing this is in order to get away from taxes. That's because he used to charge a person per item of clothing that he has if he's trying to sell the clothing. But if it's his own personal clothing that he's wearing, so he doesn't have to pay it. So the mission is telling us that you're not allowed to wear shotness, even though you're just trying to avoid paying the tax. And the more continues telling us, my season like Rabbi this not like Rabbi Kiva. The time you have a bride, so also the Rechas Amechas wants knowledge to avoid the tax. Whereas Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Shimon says in Rabbi Kiva, Motel Rechas Amechas, a person is allowed to avoid the tax. And we analyze this. Bishlam Lin Kilayim Bahakamiflagi. We understand in regards to wearing Kilayim, in regards to wearing shotness. This is the Machlekes. Demar Savar One Man Damar Hold Davrish Amos Chavin Mutter. That if you're not Mischavin, if you don't intend to have Hanav from this, so it's permitted to wear the shotness. Umar Savar and the other one holds Davrish Amos Chavin Usher. That even though you don't have intent to have benefit from this shotness, it's still Usher to wear it. So that's definitely their Machlekes in regards to whether or not one's allowed to wear shotness in order to avoid paying the tax. But just to focus on the point of avoiding the tax itself, does anyone agree to that? Shmuel says, the din of the government is the din and you have to follow it. So you can't avoid the tax. And on this, we're talking about a tax collector that has no set amount and therefore it's not considered din And they said, we're talking about a tax collector who's doing this on his own and therefore it's not considered din And now, some taught it on the following. One's allowed to make an to a murderer, to someone who's forced 
wrongfully taking his property away from him, or to a tax collector, she shall truma. This is really truma, or she shall base melch. This belongs to the king. In other words, these people want to take his things away from him, and so he makes a neder. You can't take this. This is truma. This belongs to the king, and that's going to stop them from taking it. And this alfbisha enishal truma, alfbisha enishal melch. He's allowed to make his neder, even though it's not actually truma, and even though it doesn't belong to the king. So the question is, a person is allowed to make his false neder to a tax collector. Rambam Shmuel Shmuel said, "Dina mechusadina." So you can't avoid the tax by making this false neder. So Rambam Chanin Bar Kana, Rambam Shmuel, who's on this, he said, "B'machashen lekitzvah." He doesn't have a set amount, and therefore it's not considered dina mechusa. And the Rabbi Yanni and the Rishmesh Rabbi Yanni, they said, "B'machashen meelav." We're talking about a tax collector who's doing this on his own. So again, it's not considered dina mechusa. Now Ravashi, Ravashi answers, "Machas Kanani." We're talking about a non-Jewish tax collector. If you have a Rashi, you have a Kanani Anos Shabal Adin. If you have a Yid and a Kanani Anos, which means a powerful or strong Kanani, and they came to the entire together, so imat yachal zakeh b'dina Yisrael. If you're able to be mezakeh, you're able to find the Yid meritorious using Jewish dinim, Jewish laws. So zakeh, do so. and tell him, meaning tell the guy, kachdinenu. This is our din. This is how we judge with Yiddish laws. Whereas b'dina Kananim, if you can find the Yid meritorious even with secular laws, zakeh, so do so. Bamarloi and tell the guy, kachdinchem. This is your din. This is how you guys would pass it in your courts. Vimlav and if not, if you can't find the way to find the Yid meritorious, but in all of Akifin, so we find some sort of way for the Yid to win, with delay the court case, or find some sort of excuse, one way or another, in order to get the Yid to win. Now, the Rebbe Shmuel, that's what Rebbe Shmuel says. Rebbe Kiva, Rebbe Kiva says, ain't by Allah Kifin, we're not going to come in this roundabout way to ensure the Yid wins, because of Kiddush Hashem. In other words, it's going to make a Chil Hashem if the guy realizes that we're just trying to do whatever we can in order to get the Yid to win. But now, what do we see from here, Rebbe Kiva, time to take Kiddush Hashem. The only reason why we're not allowed to dafka paskin against the guy is because of Kiddush Hashem, meaning we don't want there to be a Chil Hashem. But Allah Kiddush Hashem, if there was no issue of Kiddush Hashem, bain, it's mashma that we could come against him by Kifin. In other words, we could find a way for the Yid to win no matter what. But here's the question: Mishari, is it permitted to steal from a guy? If we're going to have a for the Yid against the guy, that means basically that we're stealing from the guy if really the guy is right. But Tanya Rebbe Shimon says, 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 Rebbe Shimon so the Pasuk says, after he sold, Geula Tialai, that we should redeem him from the guy. What do we learn from here? Kofi Gimalabez on top, Shalem Shechenu Vietze. We're not allowed to forcibly take him out from the guy. If the guy bought him as a slave, we have to go and buy him or redeem him from the guy. We can't forcibly take him away from him. So you might think if that's true, Yachal Yiglam Alav, you should allow the guy to even double the price. I mean, if you're going to say that we have to redeem the yid from the guy and pay money for him, so maybe that means that even if the guy demands an exorbitant price for him, we're going to have to pay that. So you say that that's also not true because Tom Lamar, the Pasuk says, Vichishav Im Kaneu. And what do we learn from here? Yadaktik Im Kaneu, you have to be very exacting with the one who purchased him, and whatever the fair purchase price is, that's how much the Yid is bought back from the guy. But either way, we see from here that you're not going to just grab the Yid from the guy and forcibly take him away from him, and that means that Gazal guy is usher. So how can we say that if we have a Yid and a guy going to court together, that as long as there's no issue of Chil Hashem, we should do whatever we can to ensure that the Yid wins? That's Gazal guy. answers like Hasha, Habakanani, Habagartaishav. One's talking about a Kanani, one's talking about a Gartaishav. A Kanani is a full fledged guy who serves Havad Zara, whereas a Gartaishav does not serve Havad Zara. He might eat in a Velites, but he still doesn't serve Havad we say that Gezal guy is Usr, that's really talking about a Gertaishov and not a full fledged Kanani. However, on Lehbaya Bai told about Shabaya Gabiadik CV. These two are both written next to each other. The same Pasik talks about a Kanani and a Gertaishov. It's like you say they're two separate things. Because what's a Limud? Lailacha el Lager. It's not only if he's sold to you, meaning it's not only if a Yid is sold to another Yid, but it's even if a Yid is sold to a Ger. Shemaka says Lager. And Valoy Ger Tzedek, it's not only talking about a Ger Tzedek, El Gertaishov. It's even referring to if a Yid is sold to a Gertaishov. Shemaka's Pasik says Lagertaishov. And Mishpachas Ger, when the Pasik adds on by saying Mishpachas Ger, Zel Evikachavim, that's talking about a full-fledged guy. And Kshu'aymer, Oyla Eker, when it says La Eker in the Pasuk, Zanimker Lavaiz Chavim, this is talking about a Yid who sold to full-fledged Lavaiz Chavim, a full-fledged idolater. So you see, the same Pasuk is talking about a Yid being sold to multiple different people, and we're ranging from a full-fledged Yid to a full-fledged idolater. And still, we learn from this Pasuk that you have to buy him back from his master, and your knowledge is grab him back from his master. 
It's not going to be differentiate between a Kanani and a Ger Toishav. Dalam Rav, rather, Rav answers differently. Like Kasha, there's no question. One's talking about stealing from him, one's talking about Alva. In other words, to go and actually steal from a guy, that's Usser. But to hold back Alva that's owed to him, that's not Usser. I told him, Evid Ivri Afkas Alva Asaihu. Taking an Evid Ivri from his non Jewish master is like holding back Alva. How so? Because when a Yid sells himself to a guy, it's not like the guy actually owns him. It's like he owes his work to him. It's like a Halva to the guy. And now when you were taking the Yid from the guy, so it's like withholding Alva from the guy. And so, according to this, why should it not be Mutter just to grab a Yid and take him away from his Gaisha master if Afkas Alva is Mutter? So, answer is Revel Tamei, Revel Zashitasa, the Amrav Rav says, Evid Ivri Gufai Kanoi, that actually the Evid Ivri himself is Kanoi to his master. And it's not just like Alva. It's not like he's on loan to the master. He's actually owned by the master. And therefore, you're not taking away from the non Jewish master because considered like stealing him. I think Mark continues, Amrav Vibra Gidol, Amrav Shem Chasida, Gazel Kanani Asr. It's Asr to steal from a guy. However, Avadasim Mutares, it is permitted to keep his Aveda and not return to him. Xayli Asr, it's Asr to steal from him. Damrav Huna Minayla Gazel Kanani Shu Asr. How do we know this Asr to steal from a guy? Shinam Rakazabal says, Vachatos Kal Am Masher Shem Lakacha Nais and Lacha. And you're going to consume everything of the nations that Hashem has given to you. And what do we learn from here? Bismach and Mr. Biadcha. This is only when they're given over to you, you're allowed to consume from them. And not when they're not given over to you. And therefore, when you don't have control over the Gayim, you're not allowed to steal from them. However, something that he lost that you found is permitted to keep. How do we know that's permitted to keep something that you found that belongs to a guy? To any lost object of your brother. You only have to return a lost object to your brother, but not to a Kanani. Maybe that's only if it hasn't come to your hand yet. And the Pasuk is telling you that you don't have to go after it. In other words, if you're walking along the way and you see a lost object and you know for sure that it belongs to a guy, maybe the Pasuk is telling you that you don't have to go and pick it up and look for the guy to give it back to him. But if it already came to your hand, if you already picked it up, maybe the Pasuk is saying that you should return it because you already have the Aveda in your hand, so maybe you do have a Chiv to return it to the guy. So Ravina, Ravina says, no, the Pasuk tells us, it's Mashma that it already came to your hand and still you don't have a Chiv to return it because it belongs to a guy and he's not considered a Chicha. He tells us, if there's going to be a Chil Hashem, even the lost object of a guy is Asr to keep. However, Amr says to Usim Mutares, if it's a mistake that he made, that's permitted to keep, and you don't have to make it right. What's an example of this? It's just like Shmuel's. He bought a golden bowl from Makusi thinking that it was a copper one. In other words, the Kusi thought that it was a copper bowl that was just covered with gold, but it turned out the bowl was gold through and through. And how much did it cost? The Kusi charged him four Zos for it, but he added in another Zos. In other words, Shmuel ended up paying five Zos for it, and that way the Kusi would think it's his mistake and not suspect Shmuel of cheating him. And over here, Shmuel doesn't have the Chiv to say, by the way, the bowl is pure gold, it's not copper covered in gold. And we have another story, Ravkana bought 120 barrels of wine from a Kusi, but the Kusi thought he was only selling 100, and he also added in extra Zuz. And on he told him, you should know that I'm relying on you, and that's why I'm not counting the number of barrels, and that's why he wouldn't be suspected of cheating the Kusi, and therefore he gains. And we have another story, Ravina Zavan Dikla, who the Kusi Ravina and Kusi in partnership bought a palm tree to slice it into pieces. And Amr Shami Ravina told his attendant, I want you to quickly go and bring me the sections that come from the trunk of the tree because they're wider than the other sections. The Kusi Yada, because the Kusi only knows number. He knows that we're going to split the tree into 20 sections, let's say, and each one of us is going to get 10. He's not thinking about that the top is narrower than the bottom. So therefore, I want you to take from the base, from the bottom of the tree for me. Therefore, I'm going to end up getting the wider pieces, which is going to turn out that I get more wood. Another story of Ashi Abakazal Baruch Ravashi was going along the way. He saw a grapevine in the orchard with Taliba Ketufi the Envy. There was clusters of grapes hanging from it. So Amalei Lashame, he told his attendant, Zilchazi, go see. Idi Kusi Ninhu, if that belongs to a Kusi, I see, so bring it to me. Idi Sral Ninhu, if it belongs to a Yid, lay I see, so don't bring it to me. 
saw there was a kusi that was sitting in the orchard and he heard him say this. Amalai told him, the kusi shari, what if it's a kusi is permitted to steal it? Because he thought the Ravashi was telling his attendant, go steal it if it belongs to a kusi. But if it belongs to Yitz, don't steal it. What, so you're allowed to steal from a kusi? The fellow asked him. Amalai, so he told him, no. Kusi shakal dummy. Yisrael Allah shakal dummy. A kusi will take money for it, but a Yid won't take money for it. Since I'm Ravashi and I'm known to be very chashav, if it belongs to a Yid and I ask him to buy it, he's not going to let me buy it. He's going to say, no, take it for free. Kvodorav, I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm going to give it to you as a present. It's my honor. But if it's a kusi, he'll sell it to me. And that's all I was talking about. Of course, I wasn't telling my attendant to steal it from a kusi. I think Margaret is Gufa, we had stated previously, Amr Shmuel Shmuel Sadin, Machusadina, that the law of the government, that is the law, and we have to follow it no matter what. So Amr Avarava says, Taylor, you should know, the Kutli Dikli, that the government could cut down palm trees, the Gashri Geshri, make bridges, Ravina Alayu, and we're allowed to pass over them, even though they took other people's palm trees. Still, Dian Machusadina, they're allowed to do so. However, when Abayabai asked him, who says because Dian Machusadina, maybe it's just because the owners of the palm trees gave up hope of ever getting their palm trees back, and that's where we're allowed to go over these bridges, but not because of Dinah Machusadina. However, he told Abayi, if we wouldn't say Dinah Machusadina, so how would Yish help? Just Yish alone, giving up hope of ever getting these trees back is not good enough to enable us to use these bridges because we have to have Yish and Shina Rishos. There's no change that happened to these palm trees. They were just simply cut down and laid across the river to be used as a bridge. And so it's not necessarily like a real Shina to the actual thing, as we've learned previously. And therefore, it has to be that the only reason why we're allowed to use them is because Dinah Machusadina. However, Abayi continues asking, the agents of the king or the government's agents didn't do as they were supposed to. Why is that? Because Malka Amr Baga. The king of the government said, go cut down palm trees from the entire area, from the entire region, meaning go into each person's field in this area and cut one or two trees down so everyone equally shares in the burden. But the Inu Baga, they just go to one Baga, they go to one area and they cut down all the palm trees they need from that area. And that's something that they're not allowed to do. So that's not even the Inu Machusa. So the answer is no. The king is just like the king himself and he doesn't have to bother himself to go to every single person and he just goes to one person, cuts down all the palm trees that he needs and that person has to go to everybody else and collect money from them because he basically ended up paying their share. And they ended up causing a loss for themselves. They should have gone to all the other people and collected money from them. And if they didn't do so, so it's their fault they lost out. That's not something we can blame the king or the government for. There's something similar about paying taxes. Amorav says, One who's found in the Bay Dari in the granary, he has to pay the portion to the king. In other words, when we have partners that all have their grain in the same granary and we have only one partner's grain in there, so he has to pay the tax for everyone and then he would have to go and collect from them. There was a clarification of this, that's only if we're talking about partners, so one partner would have to pay for the other one. Of Arisa, but if we're talking about a sharecropper, the tax collector is only going to take the portion of the Aris, of the sharecropper, and the sharecropper is not considered a partner of the one whose field he's sharecropping, and therefore it's two separate tax collections. And another day of Amorovar Rav said, Baramasa, Baramasa, Miyavit, Mashkan, or collateral is allowed to be taken from one person of the city for another person of the city. Let's say we have Reuven and Shimon living in the same city, and Reuven ran away, he's not here, and he hasn't paid his taxes, so collateral can be taken from Shimon because Ruvain didn't pay. And that's going to ensure that Shimon is going to chase Ruvain down to make sure that Ruvain pays his taxes. And that way, the government or the agent of the government doesn't have to chase Ruvain down himself. However, clarification of this, this is only talking about land tax and head tax for this year. Meaning it's this year's tax that hasn't yet been paid, so we can take a mashkin from Shimon because Ruvain not paying. But in regards to the last year's taxes that weren't paid, since the king has already been appeased, he's already been paid his amount by the tax collector that he needs to collect. Because remember, they said that usually people will buy the right to collect taxes from the king, so the king already received his amount, and it's just considered back taxes, so the fellow collecting the taxes is not allowed to take a mashkain from Shimon because Ruvain didn't pay last year's taxes. Omar Rava, another done from Rava, Hani Dari Dari, these people that fertilize fields, this is talking about going that had a bunch of animals, and for a fee, they would go into your field, pen their animals over there, and the animals would fertilize the field, and then they'd move on to another field. If they were doing this within the Tchum, you're not allowed to buy animals from them, my time why is that? 
That's because animals from the city are mixing with their animals. Since they take their traveling animals to fertilize different people's fields within the Tchum of the city, so animals that belong to other people that are hanging around in the Tchum of the city get mixed up with these animals, and you might end up buying a stolen animal that doesn't belong to these people. However, if they're only doing this outside the Tchum of the city, you are allowed to buy an animal from them. However, Ravina says, if the owner of your animal is chasing after them, saying, hey, you took my animal, even if they usually are outside the Tchum, it's usher to buy an animal from them, because clearly they have somebody else's animal. And another member of Machos Rav Rav announced with him Rav Huna, and some say it was Rav Huna that announced, those who are going up to Eretz Yisrael and those who are going down to Bavel. You should know the following, Havayin knows an Eidos for a Kusi that's going to help a Kusi out, but they didn't ask him to give this Eidos, and he went on his own to the courts of a Kusi to give testimony for the Kusi against the Yid, we're going to excommunicate him, we're going to put him to Cherem. And my time, why is that? That's because they, Kusim, will take money from somebody just based off of one aid. And according to Dina Yisrael, we need to aid him. So therefore, unless he was asked to do so, a Yid shouldn't volunteer on his own to give aid for a Kusi against another Yid. Now, a clarification of this, this is only said, if we only have one aid, I will betray Loi. But if there's going to be two witnesses that testifies, then there's no problem because we can't have money taken away from a person based off the testimony of two witnesses. We also didn't say this even by one, that's only if we're talking about a smaller court, which is usually in the villages, because the Dayanim, the judges over there, they're not experts and they really know how to paskin. But if we're talking about a government court, which is in large cities and they're experts, in Unami, they also, when they have only one aid testifying, so they're not going to say that Reuven has to pay Shimon because of that. They're going to place a Shivu on the defendant, just like they do in Yiddish courts. Now, we have a question about this from Rav Ashi. She says, when we're in the best of Rehuna, we ask the following question, what about a Chash of a person that they trust him like two people? So do we say that they're going to take money from somebody based off of just his testimony alone and therefore he shouldn't go and give testimony in the non-Jewish courts because they're going to take money based off of his testimony and he's only one person he's not two people or perhaps since he's he's not going to be able to avoid them and therefore he is allowed to give Eidos because anyway he's not able to avoid them and the Gemara concludes Teku, let it stand we're going to have to wait for Yonavi to come and answer this we're going to stop here for the day and pick up tomorrow and continue to talk about this for now Everyone should have a wonderful day.